Welcome back, everybody. Locked on Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm with Brian Smith today. And yes, that is right. We are talking recruits. You know his name. You know what he brings. We're talking them dogs coming in, them dogs that have already left, and possibly third segment listeners. Pay attention. We got a couple names at the very end that you're going to want to know that might be making their way back next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. Brian Smith with us today. And guess what? Recruits, recruits, recruits. Well, there's a lot of news happening. Yes. Always is. You said last time you were on here, Brian, uh, don't don't look at June and July as sleeper months because, uh, oh, this just in, recruits be recruiting all the time. How are you doing today, my man? Doing well, sir. And uh, right now with the way the recruiting calendar has changed, it is absolutely the prime time. This is the most important three-week stretch of the entire recruiting calendar. It starts right now. Uh, if you didn't hear that, Georgia fans, listen up again. This is crucial. We see those official visits come through. We saw a huge guest list last time. We're seeing more come this time. People keep on coming, keep on leaving, keep on going. It is insane right now. Uh, I want to start with this, Ryan. Let's talk about a couple names. And then, again, loyal third segment listeners. And if you don't know who you are, loyal third segment listeners, you're part of the 199, meaning this. Uh, you are those of us who stay for loyal third segment. Come on back for that. We've got a couple of very, very intriguing things. But for First, I just want to say this. We got a couple of guys very early or, or very recently that have come on defensive line. Let's start with Jordan Thomas commits to the dogs. Tell us about this kid and who we're getting. I saw him play last year. His squad from New Jersey came down. They played Edgewater in Orlando. And when he walked out onto the field, I, I had my sheet. I'm like, OK, who is this kid? I'm like, OK, it's, it's that guy. It didn't take very long to figure out who he was. And uh, six, four and a half, six, five, 290, 295. He could play nose possibly at some point at Georgia, but I think he's a strong side to end in their three, four alignment. There we go. And quite frankly, I think that he's the kind of kid that you want because he is going to be able to handle two gap. It's hard to two gap, man. There's only so many guys that can do it. Um, that's why very few college teams really try. Um, Georgia has been able to get away with it for a while, but I mean, it, it is really hard. You got to give their staff credit. This is a kid that could also move around a little bit. Mm. flexibility never goes away either. I was curious to see him during that game because Edgewater's got some talent and they moved him around a little bit and did different things with him. He can shoot a gap and get upfield too, but for Kirby's system and what they want to do, this is the prototypical power D end that is going to curb everything back inside and let those linebackers flow. This is why yeah. Georgia's defense is good. This is exactly you're, you nailed it because we have the type of guys up front that can control the trenches exactly what Kirby and staff want so that the linebackers can fly around and do their thing. Uh, you say two gap on the strong side D in, and that is we think Trayvon Walker. That's that's our minds oh, go God. instantly there, right? We can't <laughs> for a good reason for good reasons <laughs> for good reasons. So I see this guy six five. 290, 295, and I go okay, and he can control those two guys. Now Jordan Davis was the true clogger in the middle yeah, that just took. 
That's not a normal comparison for anybody. No, 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 no. We use that seldomly on this podcast. That is a (laughs) different piece. So this guy, Jordan Thomas, comes in. And yeah, when you say able to control two gaps, shoot that one gap, that that strong side D in, that that Trayvon Walker, that uh, even even Zion Logue possibly doing that this year or or, or, uh, guys before uh, Devontae Wyatt, who made a career out of that and then went to the league. Like we were all on the explosiveness of that. Are you talking? strength as in holding the anchor point of attack or strength as explosiveness or a little bit of both a little bit of both right now he's more power they didn't ask him to do a whole lot in terms of just see ball kill ball but at the high school level that's pretty much the way it is he's i mean nobody's going to block him consistently one-on-one let's you know let's be realistic Edgewater was able to beat his squad because they had more overall talent, but they didn't exactly make a living running right at him the entire night either. You got to mix it up. And that's Edgewater's very well coached. But when he had a chance to go one on one, he held his own against really good football players and he made plays in the backfield too. So I look at him as a guy that's long term, a possible mm. NFL player at a spot that's really critical. That's the bottom line. Georgia develops, let's be honest now, not many teams develop D line better than the dogs. I mean, you got to at least say they're top five conservatively. And I know they get a lot of talent to begin with, but they do something with it. It's not wasted. So I think he's got a chance to be at least a one, if not a two year starter at UGA. Uh, That is fantastic. And just the last note on Jordan Thomas, because it it deserves repeating this. A lot of Georgia fans were scratching their head when Fran Brown came on staff and y'all the, the, the Northeast sector, the corridor uh, that Fran Brown, uh, Trey Scott, who we know Trey can do that, but we're talking recruiting guys on staff at Georgia that love this part, just soak up this part of the game and so jordan thomas is one of those guys that comes in because of the incredible recruiting prowess of a dre scott of a fran brown of the man himself kirby smart uh, that's exciting to hear that we have that type of anchor point and explosiveness uh, and yeah how you make a name for yourself in high school is just say i'm unblockable and then when i when i get into the sec because there's gonna be dudes on the offensive line now you can scheme with me as well as a cohesive unit and that's really incredible for jordan going forward. Hey, we're going to come back after this uh, and we're going to talk about another name that Bulldogs need to know because he is in the fold. But first, I want to talk to you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is fantastic. If you don't know who they are, get over right now, birddogs.com and get in on these shorts. They are breathable. They are fantastic. They are some of the best shorts that I've ever put on. Actually, scratch that. The best shorts I've ever put on. They are uh, wicking material. They are breathable. Uh, they are beautiful in all, all facets uh, of whatever they do. Bird Dogs, uh, get over there right now, birddogs.com slash locked on college. And you're going to get a free Yeti style tumbler with every single order, birddogs.com slash locked on college. You're not going to want to take these off. How do I know? Because again, I wear them almost every single day. Uh, they are great on the golf course. They are great for working out. They're great for just walking down the street, hanging out at home with the kids. Whatever you do, Bird Dogs is it. They are not the dad shorts. They are not your normal khakis. They are something completely different. And right now birddogs.com has everything that you need to get those shorts right to you uh, best shorts don't go lululemon go these birddogs.com slash locked on college for your free yeti style tumbler with every single order birddogs.com slash locked on college this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a lexus suv a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs. 
and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, next name that I want to talk about because it's really, really important for us to know is another guy in the fold. Justin Green commits to the dogs. Uh, the, the riches just keep on coming. If you don't know who this cat is, he's another defensive line. He's another, uh, well, we'll talk about maybe position or, or maybe what he does well here in a moment. But big dude as well. Not as big uh, as aforementioned <laughs> before because that's uh, when, you, when you got 300 pounds, when you're pushing that, that's that's really big. Uh, so who do we get? Justin Green, 6'4 and a half, 260 uh, out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, Mountain View. Uh, what what do we get when we talk about Lawrence? He is a very Justin. unique kid that can play multiple spots already. He's been coached well. He's from the Buford area, so it's not unfamiliar territory for the dogs or for any of the SEC schools recruiting greater Gwinnett in that area. But he's been on the scene for a couple of years. I mean, Notre Dame went after him early. You know what I mean? Like everybody's recruited this kid nationally. So that's first off, you're getting a dude. Auburn, Alabama, everybody scouted this kid and went after him. What I liked best about him is that he could play power. He could play speed. He could rush off like a speed rush. Then on the next one, two-hand bull rush and just throw a guy down. Very mm -hmm. versatile. And again, if you're going to run three-man line, you got to have some of these guys. I would think he is in the down position, the weak side DN, not to stand up, but hand in the dirt weak side for the dogs. He'll be a 275, 280 kid that can play pretty early. Super athletic. And I, I don't think there's any doubt that when you watch like you can just put in two, three plays and it's kind of like, okay. I mean, he's playing against Atlanta kids and dominating. So, I mean, it's one of the top five cities in the country for college, for college prospects. Now, so, when you say that dog fans just lit up because he's down, he's in the middle of that SEC country. He's in Atlanta that does have just an embarrassment of riches. And all of a sudden he is dominating kids. And, and when you're talking technique, you're talking those moves already, because that is, if you look surprised. at, I was surprised that is where it's at. Like, again, we say every single time with these recruits, okay. You go from high school where you are the top 1%, right? You, you are just the boss hog on all these teams and you get to the sec and you're like, Oh wait, these are all the guys that are top 1% as well. I am no longer an anomaly, right? So you could do that at high school. You can just have size and freak athleticism, which is great. You have to have that. But then when you start talking, this kid's already developing skills and a pass rush repertoire where he, where he has different moves. Okay. Now that's something totally different than what uh, typically comes into college where you do have to develop him. You do have to grow him. He already has that. It, is that something, is that pedigree for him? Is that coaching for him? What, what is that just a kid who just loves the game so much that he's already learning it and digesting it? Tell me about this kid's personality a little bit. It looks like to me, he's been coached for a long time. I know one of the guys that's been around him, but that doesn't mean just because he had the skills to give the young man that he would soak them up and take them. A lot of the kids that I see, they're in the same camp settings. They have the same trainers, but certain kids go way ahead. Why? How much do you want it? I mean, you got to study film and you got to do a lot of the boring stuff that most 15 to 18 year olds would rather not do, to mm -hmm. be quite frank. So he's taken to his craft and he's used a barrage of different moves to be good. I mean, he still uses power more than anything else because he's bigger, stronger, faster, but that's OK. That's OK. But he can still dip and rip. If you can just do that basic move and you're a power dude that can also run over somebody, you cause a lot of problems. And I, I just don't see how he's going to stay off the field. Beyond, like maybe he won't start or something as a freshman for George. I'm not saying that, but he's going to play early and he'll be in their rotation by no later than his sophomore year. And see, Michael Williams last year was in a rotation. He showed up in the Ohio That's State a game. Special dude. He's That's a, a special 
He's even better. This to be that guy's like holy cow, good. We are on this podcast, and we have made reference that if you don't know uh, that that Michael Williams' season is coming this year, uh, oh, he's going to be one of the best players in the country. Buckle up; it's going to be a lot of fun. But we saw that, and and then this year, G Day, we did see that you said the dip and rip, that flex, that when when we talk about bending at the hip, that Damon Wilson, that Impimba type deal coming off the edge. If you have that with elite athleticism and strength, uh, and the the go get itness, just get after it. Those are intangible things. And again, Kirby Smart, people can uh, can lie to their face of, of kids that don't fit the culture out there. We've seen a number of kids leave because of incidences that happen in the locker room because they aren't the kids that they they kind of just want things handed to them. And he's like, no, you're going to have to work for it. Like, get after Good him, for him, by the way. Good for him. 100%. There, there is a... We we don't want to disparage names, but there is a kid who now plays at the back 12 that did play on Georgia last year that cannot cut it because he did not want to put in the time and he thought he was deserved things and, and yeah. other players got after him and he got after them in a in a way that wasn't good and he's no longer with the team. These are the types of players. When you've been coached for a while, you want to be coached. You know how to be coached. It changes the game entirely. Uh, Brian, we're going to come back after our, our, our last break and do a third segment in which you're going to give us a couple names. But before we do, I, I want to get your take. Dylan Raiola comes to Buford. We, we, we get the news. Yeah. He's coming on over to Georgia. He's, he's playing high school ball. Um, what are dog fans to make of this? Other than being able to maybe go to a high school game and seeing their recruit come in, which is like cool. What are we to make of the, about this in the changing landscape of college football? I think that he wants to be challenged. He plays, he played in Phoenix, which is a rising city. There's a lot of talent in Phoenix, but it's not in the same stratosphere. No. as like the greater Gwinnett County and, you know, the north side of Atlanta by itself is better than 90% of the states in the country. It just is. And he's going to be going against a schedule that's legit. Buford doesn't, you know, really worry about who they play because they're Buford. And he's got at least two other five stars off the top of my head just on his own squad, Houston and Bolden. And he wants to be around guys. And that's part of the process, man. You want to go out and win. You want to show yeah, what you yeah. can do. And I actually talked to a, a guy that covers another Georgia site recently he's like there's no film of this kid really I, I don't know what to see we're gonna get to see plenty now so, <laughs> so that'll be fun that'll be it, fun man i'm looking forward to it i was yeah. talking to kj bolden about that the other day going to pick out which one to go see because like they play so many good teams it's especially true now especially true uh i i my phone has been with people that have been on the news and been on the ground talking about this for a couple of days now a couple of weeks saying that it is a possibility and sure enough it, it drops and he is uh, and that's going to be exciting for all y'all down there go see a game go but but again but i i just beg you all georgia fan remember these are kids they are pursuing their dreams that's right do not mess with their lives. He's going to have a bad game. This is this is the Arch Manning effect. People are like, oh, Arch Manning doesn't oh. come in. And then he had a bad game. He's like, oh, this guy's trash. Please stop. J just stop. Again, yeah, kids, they're in high school. Let them have fun. Let them enjoy the process. This is part of the process for Dylan Raiola and his family. We're going to come back after this and drop a couple names for the 199 right after this. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, we are back and we are dropping a couple of names. And again, if you are not part of the 199, go over to bonfire.com slash store slash the 199. Get some merch. Uh, we have Kirby Death March incoming. We have I Speak Kirbanese as well as bottles and buckets for t-shirts. Uh, if you don't know what a bottle and bucket is, SEC games, you need a bucket for anything that may come out of your body. Body, You need a bottle for those times that you're celebrating. Get those t-shirts, bonfire.com slash store slash the 199 for that. Thank you for being here, loyal third segment listeners. Brian, uh, I give you the floor. You got a couple Intel pieces. You got a couple nuggets for our dog fans. Give it to us. Uh, as most people know, Florida and Georgia have battled for the same kids for hundred years because right. they recruit the same areas. It's not anything surprising. Um, a couple interesting notes here right now. Florida has more commitments from Georgia than they do Florida and Georgia has about as many kids from Florida as I do. from Georgia. It's, it's bizarre. Recruiting has changed a lot. 2023 would be wild and, it is. It really is. Uh, the kid that committed to Florida the other day is, I don't think that one is over. And from making a few phone calls and stuff, it's probably not Michael or uh, excuse me, Makai Boro, the nose guard Creekside, South side of Atlanta committed to Florida. He's a very fast rising nose guard. He's a pure nose. He was 390 at one point. He's down to just under 350. He's put in the time, but even though he committed to UF on Monday, he's already been back to UGA which is bizarre. And I know for a fact that George has made it clear that they're going to go after him all the way. So there aren't very many zero techniques. If to run that defense, there are five, six guys in the country a year. And that's why, again, so few teams really run it. He's humongous. He can dunk a basketball. He's an athlete. He could run. They're going to go after him hard. Ford is happy to have him for now, but I'm not so sure they're going to keep him. Number two, sticking with the U. F and UGA theme. There's a linebacker out of Virginia, Chris Jones. UF may not have room for him. And a lot of people thought that he might end up there. Georgia likes him a lot. That would be ironic that they could backdoor a recruit. I'm not saying Georgia wouldn't have won anyway, but UF may not be able to. I was talking to one of my uh, Florida contacts. It's like they have other needs. I'm mm -hmm. not so sure they're going to be able to take him. Recruiting is like that. When kids commit is huge. If you wait too long, doesn't matter the school eventually they fill up so i don't know what florida's going to do because chris jones is one heck of a football player he's a really good linebacker out of fairfax virginia georgia wants him and if georgia likes a linebacker i tend to like them too um i've seen his film he's good but i mean if you got a uga and uf offer that's probably a pretty good sign finally um georgia is doing a really good job of setting themselves up for some fall visits i'm going to leave it at that but I think they'll do better this fall than people talk about. They had, like you mentioned earlier, they've got a bunch of kids that visited last weekend, some more coming. They're going to get a few kids this fall and be picky about it, and they'll, they're going to do well. Just remember I said that. There we go. Uh, this is this is one of the most fantastic things I think about Kirby's recruiting process and how he is able to manage the timeline. I think it's wild. Every single time there comes news out that some kid is going over to the Pac-12 or some kid is going over UF or, or some kid is hours later, just hours later, we get a commit drop from somebody who is at a position of need or, or somebody that we want. And Kirby is able to massage this process and telling kids, uh, we've got the, the running back that, you know, flips from Florida. All of a sudden, he says, who, who, by the way, you look at the film, and I'm like, oh, no, like, oh, this is a dude. He's a, he's a special player. He's a special. And, and, and some recruiting services have as at four-star, which is, I mean, sure, you can't all be five-stars, but not all four-stars are the same. And this kid, the size, speed, and the explosiveness ability yeah. is ooh, something he different. He was number one on Georgia's board. That's all I care. 
See, it, this is exactly what I mean. And all of a sudden, we have an official visit. He was taking it. He shot the film. He told the players. News didn't get out until all of a sudden Kirby says, hey, here's how we're going to do it. And it's important to get on the same page, that timeline you're speaking of. If you're a recruit and you're not being open and transparent with the coaches, they're open and transparent. Georgia is, at least with all these recruits. Kirby, again, go time and time again. Every recruit that has not committed or decommitted, Kirby said, hey, look, man, maybe maybe you should be go, go looking at offers because I don't know if we got room or I don't know if we can or if – if we do it with this guy, it's not going to be good for you. You're going to have to uh, go elsewhere. Very, very open, very, very honest. You got the timing is huge for this. So fall is always an interesting side. Look at those sidelines. Look at those press passes. Uh, Y'all look who's on the sideline passes for UGA visitors list. Cause it is very important. This is Brian Smith. He does recruiting. He's a guru on it. He's fantastic. Brian, where can the people find you and interact with you? At FB Scout underscore Florida, uh, whether it's YouTube or Twitter, that's where you're going to find me the most. A little bit of Instagram, too. Doing a lot of prospect profiles and just talking recruiting. Uh, the next three weeks, as I was telling you before we came on the show, kids are committing randomly now. I mean, nobody knows who, who everybody's getting and all that. We have some ideas on most of the major players, the guys in the recruiting industry. But at this point, because kids take visits, even a UGA commit, I mean, there can be a kid that could announce something Kirby didn't know. It's not out of the realm. It's just yes. that it's really random. So the next few weeks between now and say the 20th of July, maybe at least the 15th, anything can happen, brother. And it's going to be a lot of recruiting news. This is a different landscape, y'all. Buckle up. It's insane. I am Clint. Uh, he is Brian. Thanks for joining Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll see you all next time.